Welcome again to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod, and we are so delighted to have you with us once again. I'd like to send a shout out to all of you who uh, had a part in making our 20th uh, pastoral anniversary of what it was. It was tremendous. It was the best, and it's getting better. So again, we thank you so much for your participation. We thank you for being a part of it, and we thank Bishop J.C. Hash for coming and delivering such a tremendous word. So we send a shout out to him and Lady Joy. We love you guys. Thank you once again. So without any further ado, let's get right on into the word of God. We were speaking on uh, the last service about, Lord, make me a blessing. There was still a few things in my spirit, and I want to see if I'm able to empty myself of those things uh, tonight. And uh, so get your paper, get your pencils, get everything you need in order to take your notes. That's for the old schoolers, for the young schoolers, for the millennials. Get your phones and get your tablets and get whatever you need in order to take notes. But take notes. Amen. All right. Tonight we're talking about Lord, make me a blessing. We started out by saying, you know, or defining what exactly is a blessing. A blessing is not something that someone does for you all the time and you don't have to reciprocate. We call that a blessing, but that's not a blessing. That's using. <laughs> all right. So we always talked about the law of reciprocity. And uh, every relationship must have reciprocity to sustain itself. But a blessing is defined as special favor, mercy, or benefit. Favor or a gift bestowed by God. Therefore, therefore bring in happiness or joy <clears throat> into the lives of other people. We also said invoking of God's favor upon a person. In the society we live in, we talk many times about how most people are looking for a blessing. We're going to talk tonight about how you actually get a direct line to a blessing. And we're, we're you know, the shortest distance between two points is a what? Right, a straight line. So let us just take a straight line to a blessing. Amen. So our foundation scripture that we started off with was in Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, we understand this is Abraham, or at this time he was Abram, and he was coming from, he was leaving Ur with his wife and with his family, his father, so forth, and they were on a place uh, where God had told him Get thee out of thy father's house. I'll tell you what, let's just read that scripture just for the sake of establishing uh, the word of God. And that's Genesis chapter 12. And we will begin reading that scripture. And it is starting at verse one. It says, and the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy, uh, out of thy country from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land I will show you. And the Bible says, and I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shall be a blessing. Then he went on in verse three and says, and I will bless them that bless thee and I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. 
Now, God here is establishing a covenant with Abraham. At this time, again, I get so used to saying Abraham because ultimately he became Abraham uh, when uh, Sarah got was pregnant with uh, with Isaac. Up until that time, he was Abram. So interchangeably, we're talking about the same person. Now, God had spoke to him and he was cutting a covenant with him. God was changing his alliance. He was changing his dependency. And God was saying, now, I want you to go somewhere that you're not certain of. I want you to go somewhere that you are going to need my help. I want you to go somewhere where your total dependency will have to be established upon me and the integrity of my word. So here, God was telling him, and this is what I like about this. The Bible says uh, he brought uh, Abraham into this position by speaking his words over him. God said to him, he said, uh, I will bless them that bless thee. I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, this is what I want to get to here. Just as God had brought everything else into uh, existence by speaking. If you look in the book of Genesis, the first chapter, at least 10 times God spoke and said, let there be light. Let there be a firmament that will separate the heavens from the earth. Let there be uh, trees bearing fruit and the seed is in itself. God went all the way through in verse 26. He said, and let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Now, God brought everything into existence by speaking. We know that the Bible says in St. John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said this, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. He said, it is the spirit that makes alive the flesh profits nothing. The word is alive. And according to the law of Genesis, anything that is alive has the ability to reproduce after its own kind. And I'm going to make a note that the seed has integrity. What do I mean? You can't plant an apple seed and get an orange on your best day or your worst day. Are you listening? Seed has integrity. So now let's bring it back up to uh, uh, the modern day vernacular. Uh, he spoke, he changed humanity by speaking this covenant over Abel. And uh, all Abraham had to do was receive it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The Bible says in St. John chapter 15, I am the vine, ye are the branches, and my father is the husbandman. Now, he said, every branch in me that beareth forth fruit, it says that he purges it, that it'll bring forth much more fruit. And every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh it away. Now, our only job outside of obedience is just to remain in him. The father is the husbandman. He is the one that purges and prunes. He is the one that plants. He is the one. And the vine is what nourishes. So you have the father on this side. You have the vine on this side. We are in the middle. And the only thing we have to do is abide. Look at someone and say abide. Abide simply means 
to take up residence. It doesn't mean to visit. It means to take up residence and to settle in. Okay. Now let's continue to look. Uh, and instead of making a name for himself, Abram, like they did in Genesis chapter 11, when they was building the tower of Babel and they said, let us build a tower up to the heaven so we can make a name for ourselves." Instead of Abram having to make a name for himself, part of this covenant that God created or established is a better word with Abram. God said, I will make your name great. Now let's just see the part that God uh, did in this covenant. He said, uh, and, and, and this is all God. He promises Abram that he would make his name great. God was creating a future for him and for his seed. Now, according to uh, Galatians uh, chapter three, I think it is, in uh, verse 29, the Bible says, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So if you are born again, if you are a child of God, then the Bible says that this covenant that God created or established is for you and for your seed in their generation, which means that this was an ongoing thing. This thing was passed down through the lineage of Christ, through the Abrahamic covenant, through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, down through Jesus, down through us. And when you was grafted in, then that means that this same covenant applies to you today. And all you have to do is to remain faithful in it and to abide in it and everything else will take care of itself. You don't have to make a name for yourself. You don't have to establish anything for yourself. You don't have to do anything except uh, uh, to stay put. The Bible says, be still and know that he is God. Now, <clears throat> if God is going to give you an inheritance, then it's obviously something that must be inherited. The Bible says in Acts chapter 20 and verse 32, the Bible says, uh, uh, and this was Paul speaking he, to the brethren. He said, I commend you, therefore, brethren, to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you your inheritance. It is the word of God. It is your commitment to the word of God. It is your faithfulness to the word of God. It is your diligence in the word of God that will give you your inheritance. Everything that God promised you, it will be given to you <clears throat> because God has already spoken into existence. The same way God set a decree that the oceans cannot pass by that decree. He spoke at one time that the sun would rise and that the moon would be in the, at night. He spoke this decree and he spoke it once. He did not have to go back and continue to do it. Just like when Jesus died for our salvation, he didn't have to keep getting on the cross. God is a God of specifics, a God of integrity. God is a God. See, I think where we get in our biggest issues, we try so hard to be blessed. We try so hard. 
that's just like me trying hard to be a black man. I don't have to try hard. I just get up in the morning and it's automatic. <laughs> when I go to sleep at night, it's automatic. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I am a male. It is automatic. When I wake up in the morning, I am a male. It is automatic. What am I saying to you? This covenant, if you abide and be faithful, it's automatic. Now, that's good news. That is good news because it teaches you. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9. By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. What do you do with a gift? You just receive it. Not of works, not of works, not of works. See, because if you think it's works, then you will become legalistic. When you become legalistic, you will become like the scribes and the Pharisees, and you will be sad, you see. Are you listening? <laughs> that puts you in that group thinking, I got to earn it. I have to work. It's grace. You don't have to earn it. You just have to receive it, accept it and walk in it as though it is a reality. Now, let me continue to go. We're talking about God, make me a blessing. Lord, make me a blessing. He He made you one, but I'm going to show you that you what you have to do to qualify. And that is rest in it. Rest in it. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that's all you have to do is be obedient and rest in it? All right, let's continue to look at this. So, the Bible says, I commend you to the word of his grace that is able to be, build you up and give you your inheritance. The Bible says that all we have to do is be faithful to the word, follow the word, do what God said. Joshua chapter one and verse eight, let not the book of this law depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and observe, watch and see that you do all that is written therein. And if you do that, then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shall have good success. Another translation says you will deal wisely with all the affairs of this life. Why? Just by following it. Proverbs chapter 4 says, my son, attend unto my word, incline thy ear unto my saying, let it not depart from thine eyes, but keep it in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those that find them, and they are health to all your flesh, the benefit Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgive it all thine iniquities and heal it all thy diseases. He crowned it with love and kindness, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Are you listening? God is saying, man, don't forget my benefits. Praise God. You know, this is something you have to do. Follow the word. The Bible says in Isaiah 48 and 17, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shalt go. He will teach you to profit. Are you listening? The Bible says he will teach you how to profit. Do you understand profit is, yes, it does include financial, but profit is you know, it is the, the scripture in Timothy chapter four and verse eight. He said that for bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and the life there is to come. Godliness is profitable unto how many? All things, your career, 
all things, your body, all things, your marriage, all things, your children, all things. Godliness is profitable unto all things. All you have to do is rest in it. Hebrews chapter four says that there is a rest, a rest remaining for the people of God. But unto us was the gospel. See, there it is again. You can't separate it from that word. Unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached unto them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith and them that heard it. Are you listening? Listening, man, I'm telling you, all you have to do is rest in it. Now, God's promise to Abram was threefold. God promised him land. Why? Because he said, get thee out of thy father's house, out from thy country. So he, 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 in essence, appeared to lose land. Then he said, he promised him a people. He said, get away from all of your people. Get away from them. Separate yourself from your people. So it appeared he lost a people. Are you listening? And then he was blessed. It looked like he walked away from his, see, because you got to understand, Terah, his father was an idol worshiper. He could have stayed there, waited for his daddy to die. See, that's what a lot of people do, wait for somebody to die so they can get something. Let me tell you something. God is giving you, while you are alive, God has already put it on the table. All you got to do is scoot up to the table and eat. Some people just want to sit back in the corner. I remember <laughs> My dad had a saying. <laughs> I heard the rest of you say, but my dad had a lot of sayings. And one of his sayings was, and he didn't know. He God, he didn't know. He said, he, somebody used to ask him, how you doing, man? He said, I got buzzard luck. I can't kill nothing and want nothing die. <laughs> oh, that's a bad shape to be in, you know. And I I, I refuse to adapt that, <laughs> adopt that saying. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? But this is the thing. Uh, a blessing. Now, God promised him land of people and blessing. Now, if you understand this, it, it came to pass because the covenant to Abraham was both spiritual and it was natural. If you, if you happen to look in Genesis, you can write it down from your notes, chapter 13 and verse two, the Bible says Abraham, Abraham was rich in cattle and land. Now, when he left his father's house and on the way, incidentally, his father stopped somewhere along the way in Haran and died. You know, that's what happens to us. When you, when your progress cease, you start dying. Yes, you are supposed to, the Lord said, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. When you stop drawing nigh unto the Lord, you start dying. Everything in your life starts withering. Your finances will dry up. The brook will dry up. The proverbial brook will dry up. But there is good news. God has already spoken to your future. If you follow him, you will walk. You will walk into your blessing. Because the Bible says when he sent uh, Elisha to the brook uh, of Cherith, he had already spoken to the ravens to sustain him and bring him uh, bread and bring him food. But the Bible says when the brook dried up, he had already spoken to the widow woman. See, God speaks to your future and your future. Listen to me. 
God has spoken to your future and your future is waiting on you to show up. Yes, your future. You're sitting back here in your present. Some of you are looking in your past. You're waiting on God to do something new and the new thing is ahead of you. He is waiting on you to show up. Now, let me continue to go on. And the Bible says that we, we know that the, 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 the blessing was both spiritual and it was natural. Now, I'm going to tell you something here. We talked about this and I won't go into it, but we talked about Balak and we talked about Balaam and how he was trying to get Balaam to go uh, and to curse the people of God. And every time he went, the Lord put a word in his mouth. He came back. He said, no, I cannot curse whom God is already blessed. Yes, there are people that have evil expectations about you, evil expectations concerning your life. They don't like to see you prosper. They don't want to see you go forward. A lot of people are hating on you. Yet call it what it is. A lot of people are sitting and waiting on the wheels to fall off your wagon. But I'm telling you, unless you knock the wheels off of your wagon, they won't come off. And if they come off, God has another wheel to put on there because the Bible says he is a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Are you listening to me? If they slam the door on you, all you got to do is insert door here. Jesus said, I am the door. Are you listening to me? You are already pre destined to be great. You are predestined for glory. You are predestined for the blessings of the Lord and no one can curse whom God has blessed. We know right now, cursing is only a sign of a handicapped vocabulary. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? That's all it is. It is the sign of a handicapped vocabulary. Now let us continue to move on. He said, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed in thee, in you. Look at your neighbor and say to them, I am a distribution center and not a warehouse. That's why God said to you, he said it is required that a steward, do you know what a steward is? A steward is the manager of another's goods. You are a steward. The things you have are not yours. You are here to manage them. They are not yours. But when you try to take possessions of them, then you transfer yourself from being a, a, um, a, a distribution center and you become a warehouse. You go from being a river and a stream to being a reservoir. Are you listening to me? A reservoir. And one thing you know about a reservoir when the water is not moving, it will become stale and stagnant. And many people in their lives have become stale and stagnated only because they stopped moving, only because God stopped being able to move through them. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So God is telling you, I have called you to be a distribution center in thee. Look at yourself. I am a distribution center. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. See, one thing about a distribution center, the goods and the things that come into your hands, they come into your hands and any distribution center is set up. See, that's the difference between a warehouse and a distribution center, the system that they live in, the system. See, a warehouse 
is made and the system is to store over a long period of time. Distribution center is to store temporarily until it's managed and distributed. Are you listening? You're going to learn something about that. Some of you don't like that already because you you waiting on your stimulus. <laughs> you, you already said I ain't distributing nothing except for us to me. See, that's what I'm saying. And you have a foul stench. You know, I believe it was Vincent Price that said the foulest stench is in the air. The funk of 40,000 years, that's what happened. You walk around and you have a foul stench on you because you have turned into a reservoir. Are you listening to me? Now, let's look at this here. Uh, God wants to make you a distribution center. He wants to uh, cause you to manage his goods like the talents. Remember the talents. You don't want to be the one that comes back saying here, this is what you gave me. You want to come back to God and say, I have managed these and I have caused uh, interest to be on these. And God said, you know what? I like the ones that manage my goods take it from the slowful servant and give it to the ones that will actually do what I want to do. They, they that observe my righteous cause, that's the ones I want you to give it to. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Now, the here, uh, you know, the scripture says it's better to give than receive. See, we hear that. We mentally assent to that. But then it never becomes a reality. Many times it's better to give than it is to receive. Let me tell you why it's better to give than it is to receive. When you give, you got control over naming your seed. When you receive, you get what came back to you. And see, and sometimes it might come back to you out of season. You know what I'm saying? It's like somebody give you a big pocket in the summertime when it's 95 degrees. Oh, you might have possession of one. You might own one, but you can't get any, you can't utilize it. You can't get use out of it. Why? Because you will fall out trying to put on a pocket in the summertime. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'll give you, a, a, a well, some of you might know this. And so I'll give you a wife beater in the wintertime. <laughs> Here it is, it's 20 below and you standing out there with, with a wife, with a wife beater on. That's the T-shirt, guys. Some of you that, that didn't know. <laughs> They're like, what is a white beater? Bishop that lost his mind. No, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So, look. So, the Bible says better to give than receive. Let me tell you, this is why the scripture says this. Here we know that the scripture says, pray ye one another. Why? That ye may be healed. Do you see? The, uh, the this 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 thing about praying. Pray you want for another. This is how you become a blessing. When you're establishing, are you listening? You are establishing the, 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 the identity of your seed. When you this is the best way. Some of you say, I don't know how to pray. I'll tell you what, pray like it's for you. <laughs> that will help you right there. When you pray for someone else. Pray like it's for you, because it is. Pray you one for another that you may be healed. If you know that your life is jacked up and you know you got a bunch of junk going on in your life and you got to pray for somebody, pray for mercy and grace like you want it. <laughs> Are you, see, you see what I'm saying? Pray you one for another 
that you may be healed. If you know that you are struggling financially, then pray for someone else's well-being. Pray for someone else's finances. Pray for somebody that you know is struggling. If you know that your body is hurting, you know that your body has been in a battle for a long time. Instead of always needing somebody to pray for you, you pray for someone else that they may be healed and establish the nature of a seed that you will reciprocate. Pray you one for another. And then listen, the Bible says, the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. The effectual fervent prayers. Do you know what that word fervent means? Passionate intensity. Passionate intensity. Man, that's you have to give something of yourself when you are praying for somebody with passionate intensity. Now, it could be that you may have been raised in a belligerent atmosphere. And it's hard for you to be passionate about someone else's deliverance. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You're going to have to move yourself out of the way and not allow your, your, your natural inheritance to rob you of your spiritual blessing. The same way when Sarah looked out of the window and saw Ishmael mocking Isaac. Let me tell you something. Ishmael was of the flesh. Isaac was of the promise. Your flesh will mark your blessing. The blessing God established, the covenant he established. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For it is written, blessed is everyone, uh, blessed is everyone that hanging upon the tree. That the blessings of Abraham, once again, the blessing of Abraham. The, and the Bible says that the, that the, the, the seed or the child of the flesh persecuted him after the spirit. Even so it is today. Your flesh is trying to mock your blessing. It is trying to see, because let me tell you something. Unless, unless Ishmael go, Isaac cannot manifest. They cannot coexist. They can't. There will be like a, having two on your computer. Many of you are computer savvy. It's like having two antiviruses on your computer at the same time. It will cause a software conflict. They will fight against one another and not be able to do the job that it was meant to do because instead of fighting the virus, they're fighting one another. And that's what happens to people. Instead of fighting the devil, they're fighting one another. There's a conflict. Oh, man, I know this preaching is better than your amen, but I'm telling you, it's the truth anyhow. Now, let me get ready to close this thing. It's hard to display intense passion when you don't have any for other people. That's why since you are numero uno in your life, you need to pray for other people like it's for you. Pray for other people like you need it. Are you listening? When you do, you'll be spitting and sweating and all these other things. And you're and you praying for somebody else. Why? Because you're trying to put a seed in the ground that will manifest in your life. And when you don't see it like that, you will become selfish. See, praying for other people. God, make me a blessing. 
I'm trying to show you how he's going to make you a blessing. He's going to make you a blessing by you getting you off your mind. Are you listening? When Jesus came, Jesus came not putting himself on his mind. He came. He was the firstborn among many brethren to be a perpetuation between us and sin, to be a to be a uh, stand in, to, to be a mediator between God and man. You have to see the same way. If you want to be a blessing, you're going to have to be self-sacrificing. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, your reasonable service, my reasonable service, presenting ourselves. But when you labor for someone else, that's how you become a blessing. When you give to someone else, you are determining the seed that will come back to your life. Are you listening? When you when you give mercy to someone, it, you will always reciprocate mercy. When you are at peace, are you listening? This junk that sometimes that we sow in our that we sow toward other people, we don't understand that we're putting it in our own garden. Now, let me get ready to close this thing. I want you to look at this scripture. I want to show you something. I want to help you to get you off your mind. I want to help you to, to turn. I want to help you not to continue to just see you all the time. Lord, make me a blessing. Look at somebody say, Lord, make me a blessing. I'm going to show you that the Lord has already made you a blessing, but I'm going to show you how to walk in it. Are you listening? How to walk in your blessing. Now, let's, we always look at this situation with Job. We know the story, right? But I want to show you also a very powerful scripture that would uh, exemplify what God is telling us to do in this present day in our lives. He is showing us a blueprint and a pattern to be a blessing. Why? He's already done that. Remember, I will make your name great. I will bless you. I will curse them. I will. God said, I'll do all of this. You just settle down. You just settle down. Job, let's look at Job and uh, chapter 42. Job chapter 42. Now, I want to read this scripture. We know the story. We know how Job lost everything he had. You know, we know that the enemy came against Job. We know that Job didn't understand who was coming against him because Job said, you know, the Bible says Satan went forth from God's presence and smoked Job. The scripture said that, okay? God is not a schizophrenic. That's what he said. And then Job, not understanding what was going on, said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Well, I mean, he thought that God was doing this to him. All right. Now, let's just move on. So don't get caught up in that. I know sometimes you want to put your religious hat on and you just want this thing to come out like this or that. You believe how you want to believe. OK. I mean, if you believe God is slaying you, then uh, OK. You know, you can believe you before you believe me. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But I want to show you what happened. You know, Job had this situation, uh, this, this domestic situation where he had a wife telling him, you need to curse God and die. Man, my God, you don't need a wife like that. 
the scriptures say that it is better to dwell in the, just to amplify, dwell in the corner of a rooftop exposed to all the elements than to be in a wide house, big time square footage, with a contentious fault finding woman or man. <laughs> it is better. Now, look what happened with Job after all of this. And then, you know, he had this crew, his 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 posse. They came around and they was they I mean, they was all confused, too. You don't need friends like that. <laughs> you know, there's a saying I can do bad all by myself. Yes, you can do worse with some bad friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's another one for another time. But let's look at this. Forty two verse ten. When Job finally got it right. There is a scripture in Job that says, teach me not to err with my mouth. Job realized he was just, he was in a pity party. Teach me not to err or to err with my mouth. The Bible says in 42.10, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. And also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. When did that happen? When he prayed for his friends, not for himself, not me, my foreign, no more. Not, oh, Lord, just help my brother out. Lord, can you just help a brother? Lord, can you just help a sister? Lord, you see what I'm going through. Lord, can you just pull me down off this wall and put a solid foundation under my feet? Lord, pray that I be one of the little ones that he's calling for in these last and evil days. No, stop being at a pity party. Pray for someone else. Get someone else on your mind. When Job prayed, the Bible didn't say it happened before. It says that, listen, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Do you understand this? The Bible says over in Timothy, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but to be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patience, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure, or perhaps God will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the enemy who are taken captive by him at his will. If you want God to turn your captivity, if you want God to turn your captivity, you need to get focused on someone else and be a blessing and stop looking to be blessed. Stop hunting to be blessed. Stop looking for 13 different ways to be blessed. It's 10 steps to the blessings of God. No, you just need to bless someone else for a change. Are you listening? The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his bad friends <laughs> and gave them twice. Look at somebody say, double for my trouble when I pray for someone else. <laughs> double for my trouble when I pray for someone else. And then, you know, after he got double, uh, you just, you you interpret the next scripture like you want. But all the folks showed up when they looked and saw Job was, I mean, <laughs> they saw Job, I mean, because it's high, it's hard to hide 14,000 sheep. <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> it's high. It's real hard to hide 14,000 sheep. Don't you know that they, that, you know, there's a lot of folks that's standing back trying to watch and see if you're going to go under. They hiding and watching. But then when you get 14,000 sheep, they can see it from afar. Then they came around and they, 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 they start, you know, talking back to Job again. They had left Job to himself. <laughs> and the Bible said they bemoaned him. <laughs> they were like, hey, look, bro. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I was just playing. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? God turned his captivity. Are you captive? Are you captive? Are you walking in the captivity of your own intellect? Are you walking in the captivity of your own ways? Are you walking in the captivity of your own mindset? But when you get you off your mind, God will turn your captivity and, listen, restore unto you, first of all, the joy of your salvation. There are a lot of people that saved and they ain't happy about it. <laughs> Come on now. There's a lot of people that saved that's not happy about it. We look like, man, you know, that we go into a funeral every time we step out of the house. Listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is weak. I want to close this by reminding you, God blesses us when we pay it forward. We are blessed to be a blessing. That's why you're blessed. You're not blessed so you can go and get shine. The Bible says, let the Lord, uh, let your light shine. Are you listening? But you are not getting blessed so you can look at it as though supposing gain is godliness. No, no. Your gain doesn't necessarily mean you're godly, you're, that you're righteous, you're holy. Sometimes that's what we do. We fight for status. You know, and I'm going to be honest with you, Facebook is a great thing. But you know, when that dopamine fix, you need it, man, because you've been liked and you now you hooked and you can't get away from it unless somebody like you again today. You got to keep updating your status so you can get another like. You better hope God likes you. You better update your status as a believer now. Come on. I'm telling you, this is what it was meant. The Bible says all things were made by God and for God. And what we're doing right now, getting this gospel out into all the world, this is why God created this. But we know the enemy perverts everything that God does. Listen to me. You're blessed to be a blessing. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. If you're not paying it forward, if you are only, your only existence is to find out who can bless you. I'm telling you, you're living far below what God intended for you. That's why it's like pulling teeth to get blessed because you got to put that seed in the ground. I like this and I'm closing with this. I like something Bishop Hash and Lady Joy got on their cars. Living to give and giving to live. And as a result, they live in the blessed life. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You and I can live the blessed life. If we change our perspective, we need to see 
why we are here. Remember Deuteronomy the eighth chapter, when thou build goodly houses to dwell therein, and thy gold and silver has multiplied, say not within thyself that my own might have gotten me this wealth, but thou shall remember it is the Lord thy God that giveth thee the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. Do you get that? that he may establish his covenant. God wants you to be a conduit. God wants you to be a distribution center, a manager of his goods. And he will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You can never outgive God. Are you listening to me? So you need to remember, look at someone again and say, Lord, Make me a blessing. He already has. Father, I thank you for the people that have heard the word tonight. I thank you for the grace that is upon their eyes and upon their ears, upon their, 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 their soul, that they will receive this engrafted word with meekness. We thank you, Father, for turning their captivity. We give you praise, honor, and glory. The enemy is bound and no weapon, though it be formed, will not prosper. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, let God use you. Let him establish a covenant through you. Share this, this, this video with other people that may not uh, uh, know that the scriptures are out here seeking them. Be a conduit. Are you listening? And until... We come back together again. If Jesus tarry, <clears throat> whatever you do, whenever you do it, however you do it, make sure that you are blessed while you're doing it and it will help you to <laughs> keep it real. <laughs>